and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. On today's episode, we are once again joined by Jim Eisenhower. Mr. Eisenhower is the chairman of the James City County Board of Supervisors and the representative for the Jamestown District. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you back. It's a pleasure to be here. Very good. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. I know that you all just passed the budget last night. Yes, ma'am. So how was that process for you this year? Uh, It was actually very good. Uh, You know, being the second year of a biennium, it's uh, not a whole lot of change. Um, Usually things are pretty well established from the the previous budget. Uh, But there were some significant changes. And and of course, there's always a challenge on trying to make sure we get as much school funding as we can. Right. So we went through the uh, process uh, very well. I was surprised we didn't have... uh, tremendous turnout of people at our at our things but we did have some folks come out and make some very compelling points uh, probably the most uh, interest in the budget was generated by the issue with the recycling fee right and i know that we are working on our communications plans to roll that out to the public soon yes ma'am yes ma'am and it's going to be a change but we can roll with changes absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. All right. Well, before we started recording, you were talking about some of the long-term issues and projects that everyone's working on. Um, You know, we've just finished the budget. And of course, the next thing is that's coming down the pike that I think a lot of our citizens uh, need to be involved in is the comprehensive plan review. You know, this has been a document uh, in my history that has always been a very citizen-based document. Mm -hmm. It's uh, an opportunity for the citizens of the county to basically tell local government what they want their community to look like in 20 years. And the problems we've had in the past is it's been a very wonderful award-winning document, Mm -hmm. but it has been typically just sat on the shelf and didn't necessarily get translated into action that would achieve what people wanted in their their vision for the county. Uh, I think that with the advent of our strategic plan, that has changed. Right. Um, So now what we're doing is the strategic plan links these ideas of what we want the community to look like to uh, solid goals that that we can then translate into a budget, and and it has some measurable outcomes. So the whole process, I think, is greatly improved. But what I really uh, would encourage everyone is to get involved in the first step, which we do every five years, Mm -hmm. and that is for the citizens to tell us um, you know, how well we're doing and, and what they want the community to look like. So uh, I, I can't stress how important that is for uh, input from people. Well, and I know that a survey has gone out yes. and that went out to a small percentage of mm-hmm. scientific survey yes. um, to a small percentage. But it's important, I think, for the residents to know that if they didn't get a survey and if they have strong opinions to give your board of supervisors a call. Absolutely. The uh, the survey we did this time, uh, as opposed to being a telephone survey, mm-hmm. was a, a mail and I think it'll be backed up with online. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, it's, it's a scientific survey, a statistically valid survey that gives us a really good picture uh, and it's a, it's a very important tool. It gives us a really good picture of, of what people are thinking about in the community. But you're right. For the folks who didn't necessarily get to participate in that survey, the opportunity to provide input uh, should be pretty extensive over the next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a citizen participation team. People can volunteer to be on that. <clears throat> There'll be meetings where people can come and, and uh, make their thoughts known. Uh, and of course, we always take input from folks about the comp plan by telephone, by email. You know, the, the supervisors are very open to uh, receiving that kind of uh, input from the citizens. All right. And so much like 
the recycling program. Mm-hmm. We're going to have lots of information out there over the next year or so. Yes, yes. So people will know about it and know when those opportunities open. Uh, that's correct. Yes. Very good. All right. So something else that we were talking about is money mm-hmm. and long-term growth in the county yes. and paying for that infrastructure. Yeah. The biggest problem that we face, you hear about water, but water is a big problem, mm-hmm. but even bigger than that is the, 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 the basic structure of local government in Virginia. Local government is fairly limited. Uh, we can only do what the state allows us to do, and we can only collect revenues that the state allows us to collect. Right. When a lot of the development decisions were made over the last 15 or 20 years, which resulted in a, a huge backlog of developable lots that are by right now, there was always an assumption that the revenue generated by tax revenue generated by those new houses would pay for the services. And we found that that's not the case. Okay. Uh, typically across the county, the average home costs about $1,000 a year more in services than it uh, generates in, in uh, tax revenues. Mm-hmm. And the question is, how do we balance our budget? And the answer is, if you look at our budget, we get quite a bit of revenue from uh, business taxes, mm-hmm. uh, sales taxes, tools and machines, things like that. Those are the other few things we have. So if we want to keep our ability to pay for things in the future, one of the first things we need to do is we need to really concentrate on economic development. We have not had in, in the past what I would call a, a robust uh, economic development policy. And I think the board is going to wrestle with that at our retreat in May. Mm-hmm. It's one of the issues on our, on our agenda. Uh, we are working much closer with the Economic Development Authority. In fact, last night we appointed two new members to the uh, EDA. Okay. And that cooperative process is what's going to help us, I think, try to attract the kinds of jobs that we need here so that we can have a, a, a better job base, we can have a better tax base from businesses, and it, and it relieves a little bit of the pressure on, uh, on having to rely totally on the real estate tax. Mm-hmm. The, the difficulty we have right now, if you take a look at the budget we just passed, the capital plan for five years, it's pretty aggressive. We're going to have to borrow, I think, about $70 million mm-hmm. over the next five years. Uh, we have a, a new fire station coming on. We have the need for a new elementary school, which we'll be examining. Uh, we have three high school expansions, which we'll be looking at. Uh, and so all of that is is pretty significant expense. Mm-hmm. And and how we pay for that is is the challenge. So we're going to be, we're, we're right now pretty well planned. But I will tell you that uh, we made a decision when this uh, Senate Bill 942, the revenue came into the county. Mm-hmm. We made a decision as a board to not just cook that into the budget. Uh, for recurring items, but to use it for one-time or capital items. Uh, We've done that now for two years in a row. The projection, if you look out on on the capital plan, is that all of that money, $4.6 million a year, is going into the capital plan. And that's the reason that we can pay for those things that are coming down the road in the next five years. If we did not have that money, either we wouldn't be doing some of these things, or we would probably be looking at raising the the, the tax rate, uh, and at four point six million, you're looking at at least uh, you know three to four cents, and that's something we really don't want to do. Right. So it uh, we may or may not have the, all of that Senate Bill nine forty two money permanently, so we need to be looking at how we're going to generate business taxes to help uh, ease that that burden that we that we have as a growing community. Now, in terms of attracting businesses yes. to the county, 
Are there particular kinds of businesses that we're looking for? Well, I, th- I think that's exactly what we're looking at. We're looking at trying to establish uh, a board and EDA policy of what we want to attract. Okay. Rather than sitting and waiting for people to come to us. You right. know, it's one of those where we need to be going out and trying to recruit or attract businesses. Uh, the economy of, of the future for us would probably be a lot more uh, folks that working in like in the medical field, mm-hmm. the technology fields. You know, we, we'd like to be able to attract some of these that are more than minimum wage jobs. Right. Uh, you know, we want jobs with good pay and good benefits. And that's, we're in competition with everybody. Right. That may entail that us spending a little bit of our tax money to uh, develop uh, some of our industrial areas for mm-hmm. indus- light industries that we'd like to attract. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some here. We have a pretty good base, but we'd like to expand on it. We really, really would. But how we go about what the, the, the clusters, the types of jobs, the types of things we want, that's what we're looking to to work out. Our plan is to discuss this at our May retreat for the board mm-hmm. uh, and that we have a joint meeting with the Economic Development Authority. I think it's going to be in the early fall Okay. Uh, at which we, we will refine that. And I'm hoping that by the end of the year, we'll have a, a pretty good understanding and agreement on how we want to proceed forward with trying to recruit those businesses. Right. Well, and I think it's important for folks to understand with us investing in industrial sites or light industrial sites, let's say I have a widget Mm -hmm. company and I'm looking to expand my widget company. And if I'm looking at locality A and locality B, Mm -hmm. the one that is closest to move in ready that I can go and start making money right away, that's going to be who's going to get my... We have started doing that. We've uh, we've actually acquired some of the uh, the sites down in the industrial areas. We're putting some uh, money into getting the infrastructure in, mm-hmm. so that where it's much more convenient for a company to come in and get up and, and running. Uh, we want to make it as easy as possible for mm-hmm. them to do that. So that's one of the things our EDA has been working on. All right. So what else is going on? Those right there are the the primary issues. Sure. I, I got a lot of questions about uh, at that most recent uh, town hall I had uh, about the water. Right. issue and always been a it was a real crisis uh, about a year ago because uh, the Department of Environmental Quality came down and, and said we're going to cr- seriously curtail cut in half your groundwater withdrawal permit and we went through the process of negotiating with them and then they've given us more time uh, so we are still in pretty good shape for right now with our groundwater withdrawal permit in the long run that may or may not be there so we have three things that we're looking at, um, and I, I tell people that we will always have plenty of water. The issue is, what are we going to pay for it? Right. Uh, the cheapest water we can get, and the reason we have one of the absolute lowest costs of water in the area, is because we draw groundwater. Okay. Um, so our groundwater is the cheapest. We have the ability to run our desal plant. We're drawing most of our, our water from the lower Potomac Aquifer. It's going through our desal plant. It meets our needs for a considerable time. The other thing we have is the next layer up, where it's a little more expensive, but not as not as expensive as some of the others, is surface water. Okay. And we are in the process of negotiating with Newport News. Uh, Newport News has a tremendous amount of surface water reserves. Mm-hmm. They have a declining population. Uh, they have a need to find customers for their water, and we have a need to maybe try to uh, acquire another source so we're more diversified in our sources of water. Okay. We are in negotiations with them right now. Um, you know, we had a deal earlier where we had put $25 million down. It was part of our commitment uh, with the uh, King William Reservoir that did not come to pass. Right. But with that deal, we were assured of some surface water. 
I think we can renegotiate that deal, and that's what we're attempting to do right now. So I would like to see uh, an opportunity to have some alternative surface water, which would cost a little bit more. Okay. But it, it would give us a lot more comfort if the uh, groundwater withdrawal permit were curtailed. We'd then be able to make it up with, with that kind of water. So those are the two things that are the least expensive that we are looking at. The third is that we do have a process going out at the Chickahominy. There's a difference in desal out of the Chickahominy versus the lower Potomac Aquifer. The water out of the lower Potomac Aquifer is uniform salinity and uniform temperature, and the process that we use to purify that and put it in our system is, is much simpler. If we are drawing water from the tidal waters, right. it varies in salinity and it varies in temperature. Right. Uh, there is new technology that allows us to run that through desal, uh, and we have a permit application that's been approved to do a, a plant up on the, the, uh, the Chickahominy up uh, by our uh, park up there. That would be very expensive water, but it would produce a tremendous amount of water. Okay. So, uh, you know, we always have that fallback, uh, as, as, but that's the most expensive. With all of this said, I'll, t- I'll go back to one thing. There's a project called SWIFT, which is where they are treating our, our sewage to drinking water standards. Mm-hmm and injecting it back into the aquifers at certain places around. There's a test well right now, I believe, over in Yorktown. There are going to be more coming along. When that water goes back into the ground, it doesn't. It never moves very far because the lateral traverse of water in the aquifers is very, very slow. Okay. But what it does is if they do this all around the area, it raises the pressure in the aquifer to where we, we won't have the falling uh, water table, we won't have the subsidence of land. If that project is successful, there is a very real possibility we could continue drawing groundwater for quite a while, which is the least expensive. So there is a benefit to us if that process is, is successful. There are a lot of folks who have concerns about that, mm-hmm. about it, you know whether we are putting something in the aquifer we shouldn't be. And in their infinite wisdom, the General Assembly has decided that this is a test they, they're going to run. So we don't have the ability to tell them they can't do it. We will see whether we can benefit from it or not. Okay. Well, and I would imagine, you know, when you had mentioned the desal plant Mm -hmm. possibility at Chickahominy, that's not even included right now in the capital. No, it's not. Okay. And it it, it would be very expensive. Sure. Uh, You know, we're talking um, $150 million or or more, I think, for uh, that kind of technology. You know, I, I do want to come back to the James City Service Authority side of this operation. For people have been noticing that their their water bills and sewer bills have been climbing, mm-hmm. uh, and that has been a five year process where we have uh, intentionally done that because we need to have that revenue in order to be able to provide for the long term structure of our our water systems and sewer systems. You know, it's it's the aging infrastructure we have to replace, the ability to to meet some of the EPA requirements and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's people look at it and say, well, my bill's going up. And I say, yes, it is. But we are still, I believe, the second lowest okay. cost uh, of any of the jurisdictions in our area in southeast Virginia here. So everybody's having to pay more. Right. We're all in competition for the same resources. Right. And by spreading it out over five years. Yes. It, it's a, an incremental change. One other thing I'll notice is that a lot of people learn to conserve. Uh, when I first came on the board back in 2006, our biggest problem was people uh, irrigating. We were right. putting a tremendous, up to half of our water we were producing, which was a precious resource, was being essentially poured out on the ground right. you know, to, ir- to irrigate. 
when we went to the odd even watering schedule, that sort of helped curtail it. But we've noticed that people have, have uh, seriously curtailed a lot of that. A lot of folks uh, like I have, I've gotten rid of a lot of lawn and mm-hmm. I've gone to more bushes and, and, and shrubbery and, and things like that. The other thing is um, the water-saving appliances. Right. Washers, dryers, uh, new toilets, all those. It's a significant savings. So that the per capita use has actually come down uh, significantly. The the conservation issue is is an integral part of our water plan, I think. And um, people have been very helpful in making that work. But... As you've said, there's probably some frustration from oh, the yes. citizens. There's that, always frustration. Right. You know, it's an opportunity for you know when people need to look at what you're getting for what you're paying, right? And essentially how that compares to the market. That's uh, this, I'm, I'm noticing the same thing with my electric bill and my gas bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. I think okay. I, I wanted to talk the, this time, you know, about more of the strategic things that we're looking at because right. that's that's where the board really uh, needs to focus. Although we do get uh, involved in some very interesting cases that, that before the board yes. occasionally that that generate some emotion and mm-hmm. and, and concern in the community. Um, and it's good to see people paying attention and getting out and getting involved. Absolutely. Well, as you know. I have a couple of fun questions okay. I need to ask you. Okay. They're easy. Okay. Okay. So this should not be too painful. All right. You have to sing karaoke. Not right now, because okay. we don't own any rights to any okay. songs. So, but you have to sing karaoke. What song would you pick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a good one. I, I, I'd have to think about that. Um, because first of all, I'm terrible at singing. Oh, but it's okay. As yeah. long as you sing with energy yeah. and loud, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I would I would think that uh, I've always liked some of the uh, the Caribbean type songs. Okay. Um, and I remember uh, one of my uh, uh, events as an airline pilot. We were down in Miami for mm-hmm. a, a meeting, and we had a band, and the, and they played. Uh, and I don't even remember the lyrics. I do not know the lyrics, but okay. I know the I, I know the, the beat. But the, the the basic refrain was hot, hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know the song that yes. you're talking about. And and nice. And so it was a it was a very Caribbean uh, oh, uh, type of thing. But uh, we enjoyed that. And I think you get a lot of crowd participation. We did. With that. We got a lot of crowd participation. We got a lot of line dancing, <laughs> things like that. Fun. Okay. Very good. All right. And then your second question. What is something that you can do better than anyone else you know? Um, fly a fighter jet. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you have never met a fighter pilot who didn't think he was the best. Okay. Uh, and I learned that very early in my career <laughs> is that uh, uh, that that uh, you, you are always in competition. Sure. Always in competition. And I got to the point where I felt... Uh, uh, very, very, very uh, competent at, at that. Uh, that was, it's something not a lot of folks can do. No. And uh, and, and in the limited group that I was in, uh, uh, you know, I, I, you were always competing to be, to be the best, to be the top gun. Right. And, uh, you know, I could win that honor occasionally at, at, on the gunnery range, so. Very good. Well, I don't think anyone else is ever going <laughs> to have that same answer. Good job. All right. Well, thank you so much. And it's good to know that you're the best fighter pilot. Absolutely. That's awesome. And as my wife says, uh, you you know, you can always tell a fighter pilot, but you can't tell him much. (laughs) And she knows from experience. She knows from experience. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you, Mr. Eisenhower. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and to subscribe. That way you'll be sure to never miss an episode. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you can also find all of our episodes as well as a form that will give you the opportunity to give us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. So thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week.